0: By now, you understand the argument for how gender equality makes us healthier. It's good for men and women, improves life expectancy, well-being, development, and much more. But where do we go from here? What do we need to do? If you work in development or in public health, you know there's a mountain of analysis and research about how to best support women and girls. And we aren't going to be able to do that debate justice. What we can do is try to break through the noise and distill three key points that can help all of us make our workplaces, industries, communities, or countries more equitable. From DAI's Global Development Team, I'm Megan Howe, and you're listening to Unburdened. In this series, we've explored how gender equality can make us healthier. And on our fifth and final episode, we ask, where do we go from here? Today, we speak to three experts for three ways to improve gender equality.
1: I am Leslie Gonzalez, um, and I am the uh, lead gender advisor for the economic growth uh, sector in the DAI Bethesda office in the U.S.
2: I am Bobby Jefferson, Vice President and Global Head of Diversity, Equity, Engagement, and Inclusion at DAI.
3: I'm Fiona McCauley, the founder and CEO of The Wild Network. I work as a professor at Georgetown University's McDonough School of Business, where I teach startup social entrepreneurship, and I
0: also lead a leadership clinic for MBAs there. For this episode, my hope was to speak with our major global clients for their take on the way forward. But instead, we've improvised. Our panel, this episode, happens to be an all-American cast, but we realize that's part of the problem. This group's first recommendation on improving gender equality, ditch the all-Western perspective. And at this time in our sector,
3: there's a big movement, a lot of energy around locally led development. People are talking about decolonizing aid. And here is an opportunity um, for leadership as well. Who do we recognize as experts? Whose knowledge are we valuing? What methods are we using to design our programs and to do our work? and here i think where there's a great opportunity is in recognizing the leadership capabilities of our colleagues who are based in the countries where we do our work and as we've seen i think a silver lining of the of covid period has been inherently because there is less travel from the global north to the global south there has been greater reliance on investment in recognition of the leadership of our colleagues And this is a trend and an opportunity that we can really seize and accelerate.
2: How many times have we created a project? We know what's good for you. We have the solution. We didn't ask what the what the problems you had, but here is the solution. And now we're going to impose a solution on you. And and then we're not surprised when when the project ends. There's no there's no continuation. There's no uptake. There's no structural change that's happened.
0: So essentially. We need different perspectives. The other side of this point is recognizing that we, as quote Westerners, don't own gender equality principles or ideologies. These are globally shared values.
1: Some colleagues might genuinely believe that gender equality is a Western idea or it's an American idea or, you know, it's it's an idea that's foreign to the country or culture that we're working in. And I think that's wrong. I think it's wrong for a number of reasons. These aren't Western ideas. Equality isn't a Western idea. certainly, um, an idea that is shared, uh, the world over. And we have an, a, a number of agreements and treaties and, um, uh, conventions, um, where we all agree that the, this is how we're going to operate. These are the basic human rights um and and women's rights are are certainly human rights and they are all found uh within um the u.n declaration of human rights and this is not something that america uh, certainly not america has um a uh the market on and it's certainly not something that we invented or the west at all All, many countries and many developing countries were, were very active um in drafting many agreements and um Convention. So it would be, um, it would, it would simply be a grave misunderstanding to think that it is, um, a Western approach. Our, our goal should really be sustainable development, and we aren't going to reach sustainable development by focusing on numbers, by doing what worked, um, 30 years ago, 20 years ago, even 10 or 5 years ago. We're not we're not going to make a difference. I think a way that we can make the difference is by start, starting to do things that re- reflect the constitution and commitments of the country we're working in, which is almost always, uh, at, at many, if not uh, most of the countries we work in do have gender equality in their constitution. Um, and many do have laws to support that. Um, and almost all are, are signatories to um, the uh, uh, Convention on the Elimination of Discrimination and Violence Against Women. We need to help these countries put those into action. And we need to help our own colleagues understand that these are shared. These are globally shared values and principles. These are not our own that we are pushing on other um on other people
0: talking about looking at things from a different perspective leads us into our panel's second recommendation be more inclusive in the recent past there's been a heavy focus on increasing diversity in workplaces projects and organizations that's a good start but our panel says it doesn't go far enough in other words we can't offer a woman a seat at the table and then refuse to listen to what she has to say Leslie says the issue is gender equality activities are often viewed as a ticked box exercise.
1: But it's often been um, somehow a sort of a window dressing, um, you know, do it if you can. Um, and this might result in approaches that sort of count women's presence in a training or in an activity Um you know, count up those numbers and and declare victory and and go home. Um, so it becomes a bit of a what I call a Jaws approach, and sort of just add women and stir,
0: and then we've we've achieved the goal. Essentially, inclusion rather than diversity is what's needed for real change. Here's Bobby.
2: So um, I'll, I'll start with the diversity, equity, inclusion lens, being much more inclusive, right? So there's weak inclusion and strong inclusion, and and um you know weak inclusion is when you have people who are contributing towards the group or contributing towards the solution but they're only there because they have a specific skill right they may be brilliant or they just have um only one or two um, characteristics that you want um another dimension of, uh, of of that inclusion is you know someone who um you know, you want them to be part of the group. So you want women and others to participate, but we, you don't want, but you want them to conform. You want them to not bring what makes them special, unique, um, to the solution. Right. And so, uh, we, we see a lot of that, um, where we want people to sort of be the same, act the same, just the same, uh, in order to, uh, achieve power within the politics. Right. Uh, we, we often see that. What we're, what I'm trying to strive for is when you as a individual, as a woman, as a person, that you can be part of the, uh, the change, part of the power structure and solution, but you're bringing your authentic self. You're bringing your whole self. You're bringing your, what makes you, you, um, and that that's valued and that's upholded and uplifted and recognized. And that it's more than just a voice at the table. It's being able to uh, have that stronger uh, participation that's long-lasting.
1: I think we need to start thinking about participation differently. We need to have the qualifier for participation. Participation has to be more than presence. And I also think that sometimes just in terms of targets, we forget that we're we're often working towards targets because those are bound in our contracts. Our contracts can be a measure of our success. Um, but then we sort of forget the big picture. Um, things like how are we working toward helping countries to, uh, implement their international commitments, their domestic commitments that are in their own own constitutions? Um, how is our work taking place in broader systems? Um, you know, we can't, it it would be a disservice to find a, a job for a woman. Put those two
0: things together, write a success story and pat ourselves on the back. It has to be more than that. It does need to be more. Real inclusion means women are included at every level in our societies, communities, and workplaces. In particular, our panel's third recommendation is to pave the way for women to take up leadership roles.
3: In the social sector, the majority of entry-level professionals are female. And I think that we see that, you know, in, in many of our um, or organizations that we work in and with as well. But if you look at who the executive team level uh, leaders are, who's on the board, we then see that this, it is not, definitely not dominated by women typically.
0: Leslie and Bobby agree.
2: Public health traditionally has a number of women in positions. When you look at positions of authority, of Leadership, there's tend to be men, so there there's this, this dichotomy. Though even that um, public health has you know a great candidate pool of of women. When we look at the leaders, um, when you look at the CEOs, when you look at the top level decision makers, many 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 of them are are, are men. So you know we we have a long way to go t- uh, in terms of gender equality. To, to be able to address uh, those types of issues
1: as well. The one that I think we would find across the board, which um, is that sort of glass escalator, um, which is a concept that maybe folks have been talking about for the last few years, uh, where the glass ceiling kind of indicates a limit on how high women and, and minorities can be promoted. Um, The glass escalator is sort of a theory that talks about how, um, you know, white men are uh, promoted more quickly and with greater ease in uh, fields that are predominantly female. Um, So I think we see that a lot uh, in development across the board.
0: Investing in female leadership is the way forward. That's what motivated Fiona to start the Women Innovators and Leaders, or WILD, network.
3: Repeatedly, what I observed And the informal conversations that I had with a lot of colleagues around the globe was that women in particular were really looking for greater opportunities to lead, greater opportunities to bring their commitment, experience to the work that they were doing. And not necessarily receiving those opportunities and often experiencing bias in a lot of different kinds of ways.
0: Combating bias by giving women opportunities and investing in their leadership should be a priority. Development agencies like USAID have responded to these issues by supporting women with leadership training and opportunities.
2: Specifically the U.S. and the USAID budget um, most recently has dedicated over $200 million um, to to support like a, a, a gender equity action fund. So just being able to support how to help women and girls become the leaders within our country, right? How to help support that pipeline of leaders. So rather than just uh, lamenting that there isn't a number of leaders or insufficient leaders, um, leadership can be trained.
0: Wild supports leadership training for women around the world who work in global development or humanitarian aid. Recently, they've started working with men, too. Fiona says men are critical partners in moving gender equality forward.
3: In 2018, when I first founded WILD, our focus was on supporting women leaders at all stages of their careers to be even stronger leaders by investing in their leadership development and by showing organizations how they could do an even better job of investing in leaders across their companies. Fast forward to 2022 and looking ahead to 2023 WILD is serving women and men across the global development sector and for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, like their counterparts, we see men also very committed to their leadership development, of course. And we also see that it's critical for men to be at the table and to be Actors and allies in terms of gender equity within the within global development organizations themselves. So, of course, the gender equity work that our organi- that organizations do in our sector is incredibly important, because research shows that when men are deliberately engaged in gender inclusion programs, that ninety six percent of women in those organizations perceive real progress in gender equality compared with only 30% of women in organizations without strong male engagement. One of the trends we see is that more and more men want to partner with their female colleagues to advance leaders, women's leadership and equality you know, within the ranks of global development organizations. And that one of the questions that Wild hears, comments that Wild hears, is that from men is, I want to be involved I and I don't want a mistake.
0: As our interviewees have suggested, for us to progress, we need to look beyond a Western lens, focus on inclusion and develop female leaders. To do this effectively, we have to look inwardly. Self-reflection is the path towards change.
2: The trend that I've seen is organizations themselves that are doing these programs are looking inwardly. So you, you know, you're working inside out. So they're looking inwardly at their own gender equity in terms of pay um do they have a pay gap do they have a gender pay gap within their own organization so being able to really address the the gender equity and the pay gap inequality within their own organization as they begin to talk about gender equity and equality for lmics and other countries um, as well so you know for me that's an, an an important shift of accountability that says hey we have to do better ourselves and we want to do better
3: leadership begins with leading ourselves what's within our sphere of control is how we show up every day it's our own leadership behaviors are we doing what we say we're going to do are we listening to others before jumping in are we asking our team members how can i support you in the work that you're doing
0: as we seek to make our communities organizations and countries better healthier and more equitable we should start with ourselves We should explore the ways we can expand our perspective, be more inclusive, and lift up others in our sphere of influence. A healthier world starts with us. Unburdened is a DAI production. Check out our show notes for links to the research we used in this episode. If you liked the show, leave us a rating, or you can get in touch with me, Megan Howe, on Twitter. For more information, visit our website at dai.com slash unburdened dash podcast. Thanks for listening.